0: I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff, and you're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast. Hello, guys. This is the uh, Double Clutch Podcast. I'm uh, a different host today. I'm I'm not Matthew Enton. I'm Joe Holbert. I'll be host today, and I'm joined by Thomas Robry. Hello there. For the show today, we're going to discuss not the lottery of the draft. We're going to discuss the end of the first round and then maybe a couple of second round picks as well that we liked. And then we're going to talk about a couple of free agents, probably LaMarcus Aldridge, Dwayne Wade, um, and any other big free agents that need discussing. So, we'll start with the um, the NBA draft. So, pick 15 was a, I believe it was a trade?
1: It was, yeah. It was the um, Hawks slash Wizards slash Nick's, was it?
0: Yeah, that yeah. So that deal that sent Tim Hardaway Jr. to the Hawks, which was very surprising, um, for some people. Uh, it sent Kelly Oubre to the Washington Wizards, and it also sent uh, Jaren Grant to the New York Knicks. So, in your opinion, Thomas, who would you say won this trade if you had to pick a winner?
1: The New York Knicks. I was. I said on the actual draft podcast that for Major Ryan Grant was the second best point guard in this draft. Mm. And I believe he was taken at like 20-something. Uh,
0: so yeah. the, fact,
1: the fact that they got a lottery player and all they had to do really was move down in the draft and give up Hardaway, who wasn't working out there anyway, it, it's a great deal for them. They get a starting point guard and they don't have to overspend on Bridge on Rondo. Yeah. So I don't see, I, I people have been criticising the Knicks for what they did, but I really like both of their picks in the first round.
0: I agree with you on the Knicks winning this trade. I think Drian Grant, I don't agree with the triangle, but he fits it. He's a big guard. He's got good basketball IQ. He can shoot a jumper from mid-range and the three. But I I don't understand Tim Hardaway Jr. to Atlanta because they play a, an offence based on, it's sort of like a pass-first offence where you give up your okay shot so another guy can have a better shot. But I'm not sure he fits that. He didn't show that for me at New York. I don't know if it was the triangle or the isolation they run under Mike Woodson, but I'm not sure that will work out for the Hawks, if so I'm being honest with you.
1: No, I agree. Because when he was um, at Michigan, he's he's a really good shooter. which, but Well, he can shoot really well. His problem is he's ridiculously inconsistent. So... I don't know, I, I think learning from somebody like Kyle Corver, who's probably the most natural shooter in the NBA, that could help his game a lot more than playing with, say, Melo, who's one of the biggest ball hogs in the NBA.
0: So yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr., It's I'm he could turn into a 3 and D guy. I mean, I'm not sure his defense is elite enough, but I guess you can coach defense. Mike Budenholzer probably thinks he can, because he wouldn't have done the deal, because he is GM at the moment.
1: Well, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think he can either. I've not seen anything in his time in New York to go, oh, yeah, Hardaway's got the game to grow defensively. But as you say, Budenholz is not going to make a move he doesn't think is going to work out for his team.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. So at 15, before we knew a trade had happened, they picked Kelly Oubre. Uh, He's obviously gone to Washington now. I mean, are are you particularly high on Oubre?
1: I had him slightly higher purely because of team needs. So, where they got him, I really like the pick. I mean, especially the fact that he's gone to Washington because Washington played a lot of small ball last year with Paul Pierce. So, Oubre can come in, possibly slide slide him into the rotation and have him and um, Otto Porter switching in and out because Oubre is like, much better defensively than Porter.
0: Yeah, I think Porter really impressed me and I think it was the Toronto series. I thought he was the actually won the reasons they won I'm not sure it was him but it was the system they played Oubre I don't think he's going to be there straight away but I think he could develop into a nice role player and and if they want to go for someone like Kevin Durant in free agency um, you know he could be a sort of 3 and D guy that I think you need in the modern NBA
1: I agree with that he could he could also help be a trade chip as well. Say he does turn out to be pretty good, but Otto Porter continues to grow as he did last year. He might be able to be somebody they can trade for a big as Nene and Gortat are both aging, so there might be that in the future too.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that's the thing with the Wizards. You've got these young modern guards. You know, John Wall, Bradley Beale. Otto Port, and now you've got Kelly Uri. But then uh, you look at their big men, they're like old fashioned post, you know, big bruising big men in Nene and Gorta. So, I mean, you know, you are you pretty adamant that they'll move one of those two?
1: I don't think they will this year, but I don't know. I don't, Nene didn't really do much in the playoffs. He had one or two games, but apart from that, he was pretty bad.
0: Mm, I Whereas
1: they need somebody more reliable for me.
0: Yeah, I think what's interesting is John Wall apparently last before last season started he begged um the GM and Randy Whitman for a stretch four but they haven't given him one. And I think a stretch four would make that team really good. Someone like I don't know, I always bring him up, but Ryan Anderson. Someone like that who could come in, space the floor, create some driving angles for John Wall. I mean it'd be interesting, but you know, Ubre is a is a good pick. Um after that, after the Oubre pick, was, for me, the weirdest pick of the third round. At 16, Boston selected Terry Rosier. Out
1: of- I come. I agree, this is just weird.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure whether I want to call it bad, but when I saw it, I was just like, I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't expect it at all. I thought they would go with someone like Sam Decker, someone who can shoot because they need perimeter game. But, I mean, do you think it's bad, or do you just think it's plain weird?
1: Well... The only reason it's bad is because he went 16 and RJ Hunter went 28, was it? Yeah. If it was the opposite way around, nobody would have an issue. So they still got the two players they wanted anyway. It's yeah. just weird that he went at 16 when he probably shouldn't have.
0: It's, oh. weird. it's weird for some people, me personally, because he went above certainly two point guards in Delon Wright and Jerry and Grant that I thought he was better than. Sorry, that yeah, I thought were better you, than him.
1: Did you hear the story though? Apparently guys who were predicted projected first round point guards refused to work out with him because it was a lose-lose because apparently they saw him as a second round guy so if they beat him in a workout, it didn't really help their staff, whereas if they lost to him it you know, damaged their stock, and yet he still he went higher than them.
0: I mean, he must have done something in the workouts. The impress Celtics,
1: them. apparently, last year, in, like, his first year at Louisville, they loved him, apparently.
0: Yeah, I mean, Brad Stevens has got a lot of scouts. Yeah, that's one of the things he's brought to Boston. Dot Rivers was more old-fashioned, sort of, you know, I'll, I'll watch the players, but he's coming with a big analytics team, and he's obviously seen something in this guy, and, so, and he's told Danny Ainge, and Danny Ainge is quite a, A bit of an odd GM. He makes some odd moves, but you know this this could work out. I know me, me and you. We're not. Neither of us are high on Marcus Smart. I don't think.
1: No, he can't. I just don't. I don't trust the guy. This is weird, considering they picked Terry Rozier. But I don't trust a guy who can't shoot. Because Smart's not even that good as a creator as a point guard, which is why he's come up in a lot of trade talks recently. Because obviously they need a big who can rim protect.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, it's, it's strange. They've got all these guards, but, you know, which two are they better? I mean, Isaiah Thomas, people talk about as a six-man. I thought he was absolutely brilliant last season for both teams he played for. Like, he's got a job on his hands here, Brad Stevens, because he's got to find a system to accommodate all these people.
1: Well, they've got James Young. I believe they still have Phil Pressy, Avery yeah. Bradley. To be fair, they've got a bunch of really good defenders at the guards' position. The issue is, they're going to have to move at least two of them. My guess is it'd be Marcus Smart and Phil Pressey. But, I don't know, I just don't know how you can stack up with so many guys. And you you'd, would have expected them to make a trade.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they tried to with the... um with the Hornets, because I, th- I think they wanted Justice Winslow, didn't they?
1: Yeah, apparently they offered six picks, including four first-rounders, which I find hard to believe.
0: Yeah, I've, I've got to say, four first-rounders for a, a basically a slightly better Michael kidd gilchrist that's a bit overboard, if you ask me. Yeah,
1: I know, I just can't see it. And people are bashing on, is it Cho, the GM for the Hornets, for turning it down? Yeah,
0: Rich Cho, yeah.
1: But I'd turn that down too, because... Winslow, you know, they don't have that many holes in their team, to be honest. If you look at the talent they've actually got, Kaminsky's a decent bench player who can play as a stretch four, play as a five. I I don't have an issue with it.
0: No, I don't. This is the thing. This This is what Pat Riley always says about draft picks. He's like, you know, if you go after a guy in free agency, unless you're like Lance Stevenson, you're guaranteed a good player because free agents are proven. But, draft you can draft a guy in the lottery. It doesn't mean he's going to be good. You only have to look at some of the. You know, look at people like Derek Williams and Wesley Johnson, who are both drafted top four. It doesn't guarantee you. That's, I think that's the problem with giving away. with stock in draft picks, because if you. You know, it doesn't necessarily guarantee a good player. That's what I don't get about tanking.
1: No, I mean, either tanking never works. I mean, obviously. A couple of occasions it's worked out, but next year people are going to tank for Ben Simmons from LSU, who is phenomenal, by the way. But I don't know, I'd rather go for veteran guys who know how to play in the NBA and know how to win than risk risk my future on a guy who may or may not work out, especially a guy who can't score when you're talking about Winslow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the game's evolving. You know, I read a really good article, it was talking about randy hollis jefferson who we're going to talk about later but you know they said that probably 10 or 15 years ago he would have probably gone top 10 because he was a defensive wing but he slipped really badly and it's just if you can't shoot i think the way the game's going i think teams are just gonna pass on you i agree with that yeah i mean but speaking of guys who actually can shoot uh shoot well at 17 we went uh Rashad Vaughn was picked by the Milwaukee Bucks. What did you think of this pick? Because they've got a lot of guards. They got Jared Bayliss. They traded for Grievous Vasquez. They got Michael Carter Williams. Chris Middleton's probably going to be coming back. I mean, do you like this pick?
1: I do. Yeah, he's. They guess they have a lot of guards, but they don't have a lot of volume scorers. Chris Middleton is probably the best scorer that they're going to have in that position, and he can play as a free. He's a swingman as well, so. But, I don't know, you go for a guy, you get a bench scorer, he joins your young rotation. I don't have an issue with it. I really don't. I I love the pick for them.
0: I like the pick as well. I think they needed shooters. I mean, people like OJ Mayo, I, I'm not sure he's a reliable player anymore. And they'll probably try and move him on. But, yeah, bench scorer. Is a, it's a very, he's only 18. I mean, he's younger than both of us. And he's going to be going into a team coached by Jason Kidd. Very good coach. Uh Jason Kidd said yes, state of thought, so there's no pressure on him. I think this is a perfect fit for both teams. They needed shooting, he needed a coach that's gonna give him time because of his age.
1: Did you hear that apparently um Sam Decker was in contention for them but he really didn't want to go to Milwaukee? Because he's he's been for he's played basketball in Wisconsin his entire career and he wanted a change of scenery. I think, I think Milwaukee is a great place to play basketball. Especially now when they've got, you know, a new stadium. They've got new uniforms. They've got a good young team with a, a couple potential superstars. I, I'd want to play there.
0: I would as well, to be honest with you. I mean, certainly. I, I mean, if you're drafting someone, does it matter if they don't want to go to you? I mean, sh- you know, could they have taken him anyway? I mean, I still think Vaughan is a good pick. I, I don't think they've picked. You know, someone bad. But, um, you know, what do you see for them next year with Vaughn? Do you see him as a sixth man or sort of a five to ten minute player?
1: I can see him starting off as five to ten minutes and he's going to outscore a few of the guys that will be ahead of him on the rotation. If they keep OJ Mayo, I can see him playing better than OJ. Mm. Because OJ's he can put up 20 points like He's like Jamal Crawford. He can put yeah. up 20 points, but he has to take a lot of really bad shots to
0: get there. No, I think that's a good comparison.
1: So, I don't know. I, I think he's going to start off 5 to 10 minute range and then bump up to 16 to 19 minutes and be a really good player as like the seventh man on their rotation.
0: Yeah, I mean, the future's bright for Milwaukee, and his future's also bright for uh, Sam Decker, who was pinned to 18 by the Rockets. So he's going into a team that's got. He's going into a very good team. You know, they've got James Harden, Dwight Howard, uh, Trevor Ariza, although they might move him. I don't know what they'll do there. And do you like this pick, personally? I. This I, will be
1: the only time I say this, but I agreed with what Jalen Rose said. He said that he's the perfect replacement for Trevor Ariza. Yeah. I Which I agree 100%. I love Decker, and I think this is a phenomenal pick. He replaces what they had in Parsons and Ariza, and he's going to fit into that rotation beautifully.
0: I think he's a better shooter than Ariza as well. I mean, Ariza, heard, yeah. Ariza is a fantastic defender, and I have no doubt that there will be teams queuing up to get him if he gets put on the trade block. But Decker's probably a better fit for their system. I mean, I don't like Houston's system. I think it's a bit gung-ho, but they do put up a lot of threes, and I think Decker will suit that better than Ariza.
1: He will, yeah. The, the, one thing, the defining characteristic of him in college was that he could shoot the three a lot, and he shot it really well. and. I think the Rockets averaged over eleven three pointers per game, which you know is fairly stupidly high. But Decker can come in, and he can shoot. He's a he's a better three point shooter than Ariza, and he's a better defender than people think. Mm.
0: I really like it. Yeah, I think this draft for me was summed up by luck. I think a lot of teams got lucky with who fell to them. If does that if that makes sense? Like, that makes
1: yeah. Decker should not have been around at eighteen.
0: No, I you know. Some would argue Winslow shouldn't have been around at 10. By the way, it was lucky because the Heat needed a, a small forward who could defend and possibly develop into a floor spacer. I'm not sure he will. But, yeah, this draft was... I, think, I don't think anyone other than the Sixers will be looking like, wow, we've really missed out there.
1: I agree. The thing is, even with the Sixers, they get four. If one of the three guys doesn't work out, they've at least got a really good young piece to trade. So they kinda get a win.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um so we've spoken about Jirai and Grant at nineteen, so so next we'll go on to um Toronto Raptors. They selected point guard Delon right out of um Utah. He's a senior, I mean what what do you do you like this pick?
1: I do, purely because they traded Vasquez and they needed a defender. Yeah. And as a defensive point guard, he was probably the second best in the draft behind, um, what's his face, Kelly Oubre, who is a two-way to, um, to, to guard, should I say. But I like Wright. I don't think he should have gone at 20, probably a little bit too high for me, but considering what they had as a need and what they got, I don't have an issue with it. He can't shoot or do anything offensively,
0: though. No, and I mean, they, they're they a pretty good offensive team, Toronto, but it's weird, people think they're like this defensive team, because they got people like but they're an offensive team, they needed a guard, because, you know Carl Lowry, I know people rate him he is a turnstile defensively, I mean people just run past him, like he's not there, and then they don't get a lot of rim protection from their wings, so I think it was a needed, but I don't think it's a very exciting pick, I don't think it's going to be selling seats in Canada, but you know, it was a necessary one and I think it was a smart pick by Masai Ujiri.
1: Yeah, I really like Masai Ujiri as a general manager. I loved him in Denver. I think he's done a pretty good job in Toronto. It helps that they are going to make a few moves. For example, Terence Ross is supposedly on the trade block. So and the guys like Amir Johnson, so the little defence they did have, he bolsters that, and he does give them a guy who can come in and play with Lowry or play with DeRozan. He's versatile enough that he's not going to have to take minutes off both. Like He's not going to have to play with somebody bad. He can play with one of them or play with both of them if they um, you know, play DeRozan as a free for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I like that. The thing that worries me is, as you said, his offense. He shot, in this last year at Utah, shot 22% from beyond the arc. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, I mean, that is really bad. I mean, you know, he's got to improve that. I mean, maybe he can slightly develop. I don't think his shot is at- atrocious. He could possibly develop it. Um, And he's going to get space if he's playing with people like DeRozan and Patrick Patterson's a good stretch forward that they'll have this year. I mean, yeah, I like this pick, but not as much. The next pick um, by Dallas is my favourite pick, I think, outside sort of the lottery. They picked uh, Justin Anderson out of Virginia. I I think this is a brilliant pick. I, I agree. He's a brilliant two-way player. He's, he's a three-and-D player. He's like you know your Damari Carroll, Dar- Danny Green, and Rick Carlisle's not a coach who really gives much creativity to his players on the offensive end. But Justin Anderson doesn't need it. He's a lockdown shooter. He's a brilliant defender. Um, perfect fit in the modern NBA, and he also means that Dallas can play. Possibly him or Parsons at the four and play some small ball. I'd imagine
1: Parsons. Parsons is, I think, he's six nine, so he's got a little bit more height and built like bigger body than Justin Anderson. But yeah, their and small ball lineup could be really good with those two.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you put, I don't think they will, because I don't think Carlisle is this kind of guy. But they could even put Dirk at the five in the small ball game. Then you've got, you could have potentially five people on the court who can shoot a three pointer. I mean. Golden State have proven how deadly that can be.
1: That that could be really it depends who they get as a guard, because let's be honest, Carlisle hates guards.
0: Yeah, he does. I mean
1: But if they could, they'd play big every single minute of every single game. They'd just run out four four, four forwards and one shooting guard I and mean, be that's it.
0: Yeah, I mean I think you know, Mark Cuban's a smart guy here, we're saying, Look, we do need a guard who have they got them out? I think they've still got Devin Harris. They've got Ray
1: Felton, Devin Harris. Oh God. They're, um, they're pretty awful.
0: And yeah, I I'm mean. I'm trying to
1: think of the other guy they've got. Not very good either.
0: Well, John Rondo.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monte's opted out.
0: Yeah. Um, they,
1: they've they've really got nothing. I know a lot of people are saying Patrick Beverly, which would be good because he can, you know, ch- shoot a free off a catch, but he'd be great for them defensively.
0: Yeah, I mean, the other point you're thinking of is JJ Barrer, And I can attest to you, he is absolutely terrible. I mean, I, <laughs> watched, I watched him for three years at Minnesota, and, you know, no.
1: Just he was not, good on that run to the title.
0: I know. That's why we signed him. We gave him a big contract. Rick Adam was like, yep, yeah, this is my first. And, no, it just didn't work out. But, <laughs> but I mean, do you think Justin Hansen's going to work out?
1: I do, yeah. I think he could seriously be in contention for rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean,. I think that's going to go to Russell, personally. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think Anderson's going to slot. I think he could start, depending on what they do in free agency.
1: Teams who picked above the Mavericks, who maybe took a guy they weren't so sure on, are probably going to regret passing on Anderson. He's that good.
0: I, I couldn't agree any more with that. I mean, you know... I think in a perfect world, maybe the Raptors would have gone for him. I know they needed a point guard defensively, and I guess the the guards of free agency, which we'll talk about later. It's not very strong. But um, another pick I like, actually, is number 22, Bobby Portis went to the Chicago Bulls. If any of you get a chance, go on. You can get it on ESPN Bleach Report. There'll be something up on him soon. His his story is amazing. I mean, he's he's from a, a really bad town in Arkansas. You know, he grew up in a in a broken home, but drafted at 22 by Chicago. They got a new young coach who's not going to be as brutal as Fibido was. I love this pick by the Bulls.
1: You said earlier about teams being lucky in this draft. They got Bobby Portis at 22. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: It's, it is. I mean, it's just. He's a monster. Yeah, he and is. He's so good at
1: everything he does. And the fact I. He's going to go into a crowded front court, but Powers old. You're joking, Noah's old.
0: Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson's likely well. going to
1: get moved. I'm kind of hoping he comes to Denver, but I haven't got a clue.
0: I like Taj Gibson, yeah.
1: But, I mean, they could potentially have Nikola Mirotic and Bobby Portis on the court at the same time. I'd be pretty happy if I'm a Chicago fan.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see them um, put Doug McDermott into that rotation as well. Fibber, though, just didn't like him. I mean... Uh, it's, yeah. He's not a Thibodeau guy, is he?
1: No, I don't think he Tibbs really wanted to do that pick. That was a pick that was forced upon him. But,
0: I don't know, I, I
1: wasn't huge in McDermott when it was in initially announced that the Nuggets picked him. I was a bit bummed. But even last year, Chicago struggled scoring the playoffs. The one thing McDermott can do well is score.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that's what a lot of... Um... That's one of the things for the Chicago office. They thought Fibedo's a bit stubborn for his own good. Like, he just, it was sort of out of spite, he didn't play him. Because he did the same thing with Marquis Teague, and obviously, he's pretty terrible. But, oh, yeah. But, but McDermott's a lot better than Marquise Teague. Oh, yeah, he is. But I mean, like, you know, Fibedo in the front office, they didn't get on well. I mean, a Fibedo guy would have been the guy who went next. Ronde Hollis Jefferson. Originally drafted by Portland, he was traded to Brooklyn. We'll analyse that trade in a minute. So we'll talk about Jefferson for Brooklyn. I mean, I was really surprised with that whole thing. They're going to be a really bad team next year, and they've brought in a guy who can't shoot. I just, I didn't get this at all.
1: He he adds defense to them, though. He's not, I mean, he's not really that great at defense either. but, But I don't know, their other pick, Chris McCullough,
0: I really liked. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the Nets in general. I liked them a collar pick. Um they got rid of Plumlee, which was an interesting decision to say at least, but I mean I get I'm guessing Lionel Hollins just he knows they're gonna be terrible next year. I mean they they're not gonna be anywhere near the playoffs. Well it's
1: rumoured that they, they got rid of Plumlee because they are very confident in re signing Brook Lopez, and Plumlee was playing well enough that he was taking minutes mm. away from Lopez. However, yeah. Lopez is an in- he's injured most of the time.
0: And he's a terrible defender as well.
1: Yeah, but he's probably the second best offensive centre in the NBA.
0: Who you put in first?
1: Uh, ooh, I don't know. I it's think Boogie's game has grown a fair bit. He's pretty phenomenal. But um, Al Jefferson's probably the guy.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Al Jefferson. But, you know, looking at their five next year, God knows if they're going to have point guard. Joe Johnson could be traded, so... People like McCulloch and Hollis Jefferson should both see minutes, but Hollis Jefferson for me belongs on a team that's, that's good, that's got scorers to cover him, and I'm not sure the Nets really have that going into next year. I'm not, <laughs> I wouldn't want to see them run an offense just around Brook Lopez, I'm not sure that would work.
1: Well, with this Joe Johnson trade to Memphis, I genuinely think they could get, say, Jeff Green and Benno Udrich, which would mm-hmm. give them, cause, Green's basically what Joe Johnson is now. He can score a fair bit, but he's, you know, has a lot of nights where he doesn't do much. Which let's be honest, Joe Johnson, he's on twenty something million dollars. He doesn't deserve that at all. Whereas no. Udrick showed in the playoffs he can still play pretty well. That gives him a decent backup behind Darren, who also may or may not be traded, depends on what happens.
0: But, I I do feel a bit sorry for Joe Johnson, because obviously the contract's not his fault. He is a good player. I mean, he he will add something to that Memphis team if if they decide to um to offload him. Um, but I mean, you know, if any Nets has this in the future, is it's it's uncertain. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen for the Nets.
1: Team. Oh god, um, they've got a couple decent young players there. They got Corey Jefferson, who they got this year. Yeah. They got Rondé, who may or may not work out. McCollum, who's really good. The problem they've got is most of the new guys they've got are bigs. They've got nobody as a guard.
0: That, that's the thing, though. When I was trying to, you know, memorize... Not memorize, predict their lineup for next year, I don't know who they're going to have a guard. I mean, they've still got Darren. I would I'd be shocked if he didn't move on. I have mean, they
1: still got Markel Brown?
0: Yeah, they have. I yeah. mean, he's
1: the only guy they possibly have who's young and has shown a little bit.
0: That's not good. No, I mean... Just look at their roster now. They've got Sergey Karasev. He's, I don't. I think he's more of a swingman. Yeah, but, he can
1: shoot the three pretty well, though.
0: And they've picked up. Um, they've picked up Steve Blake, which I mean, you know, he's a bit of a journeyman, been everywhere. He's no Luke Ridnauer. <laughs> no. Yeah, Luke Ridnauer guys, has had five teams uh, since since the draft, or was it
1: before? Yeah, I think I think it was like the day before the draft. <laughs> but he's had five oh, teams. It's poor guy.
0: Yeah, I mean. He must just know he's not wanted. I loved him in Minnesota, I thought he fitted the system really well.
1: I think he's a decent player still. I just don't see why so many teams would trade the thing is he has to have some trap value for him to be included in so many trades. Yeah. But I dunno. He could be a guy that could help Brooklyn to be fair. And that it doesn't sound like they'd have to give up much to get him.
0: No, he's a good perimeter shooter. He's he's not an awful defender. I mean he's he's just a solid guy on the floor Um, so the rest of that trade moving on for Brooklyn Portland um, got Mason Plumlee out of that trade what did you you think of that?
1: I think that's Portland saying Robin Lopez isn't back and there is a 90% chance that LaMarcus Aldridge is taking his talents elsewhere because there's no reason to trade for Plumlee unless you're worried that you're going to lose your two bigs because who I've, else? They got Noah Vonley as well, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean that could be a, an interesting front court for next year. They got a very good offensive coach in Terry Stotts. You know, do you think he can he can develop that into a, a possibly good front court?
1: Oh, yeah, Vonley has a lot of skill. That's the thing. He didn't play much for Charlotte last year.
0: No, and he didn't suit their system. He no, does, he really he didn't. He does not suit a fight of four four out one in system. Like, but like
1: he can play as a, a stretch ball. He's got a really good shooting touch. Putting him next to Plumlee could be really good in three or four years' time. Because let's forget Plumlee. Let's not forget. Sorry, Plumlee is only going into his third year.
0: Yeah, I and mean... he progressed a fair bit in Brooklyn. He did. He was. I thought he was really excellent for them. And in that, when they, I don't know if you'd call it a run to the playoffs. It was more because other teams were bad that they got in. But they did end the season really well, and I thought he was quite a big part of that. I mean, Portland got got an interesting future. I, mean, I, don't,
1: I don't like the fact that they're turning the team over to Damian Lillard. No, I, I just, don't. I don't rate him.
0: I I rate him, but I don't think. He's as good as he thinks he is. Like, I, he, I personally don't think it was unfair. He got snubbed for the All Star well, game. Well, that's
1: the thing. He didn't get snubbed. If you look at the point guards in the Western Conference, yeah, he is not a top five point guard in the West. No, he can't not. defend at
0: all. No, but I mean, if he was that angry about it, he should have performed better in the second half of
1: the yeah, year. Yeah. Also, yeah, he was horrific after because he had this campaign of you know I should have been there. Uh, And then he was horrific.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if he's going, I should have been there. I don't agree with him. He could have proven it, but he didn't. And he can't use the Wesley Matthews injury as an excuse, because even before Wesley went down, he was terrible. You know, that that meant that Aldridge was taking more bad shots. Um, Matt Moore tweeted a shot chart of Aldridge and talked about how he was inefficient towards the end of the season. And you know, I think a lot of that was down to Lillard because he just wasn't performing. So Stotts had to keep drawing up these plays for um for Lamarcus Aldridge.
1: I just I don't know how you can go from Lamarcus Aldridge as your key guy to Damian Lillard.
0: Mm. I mean Aldridge, you know, we I'm surprised we've never had the power forward debate. To be honest, I think he's possibly the best power forward in the league. I don't think I put. It I this think way, he
1: was, but Blake's
0: development last two
1: years has yeah. been phenomenal.
0: That's the thing. If you say Aldridge is the best powerful in the league, you're not. You're not nuts. Like you could make an argument, but Lillard is nowhere near the. He's not even the best point guard in his division. You know. No,
1: uh, yeah. No, I agree with that. To me, Lillard is the same as Kyrie, because I'm really not as high on Kyrie as everyone else is. I think without LeBron, Kyrie is
0: a, yeah,
1: I mean, an above average point guard who can't lead a team. And I think that's what Lillard is.
0: Yeah, I'd say Curry's a bit better than Lillard, but I I think it's a good comparison. I'm not. Sure. I think it's. I think to lead a team, you have to be mentally mature as well. It's not just about being a good player. Like there've been some pretty bang average players who have who have led teams, but Lillard, he just thinks he's so much better than he actually is.
1: I can't wait for them to lose more games than they would next year, and Lillard to be the cause of it.
0: Yeah, but they were. I see. I, I think I said this to you, or it might have been to Matt. that I think Terry Stotts will get the blame. I think they'll just go, "Well, this guy didn't win anything in Atlanta or Milwaukee. Let's blame him." But I think he's done a brilliant job. At
1: I do too. And I, I don't think Shea is stupid enough to say Stotts is at fault here because if Lillard wasn't the type of player he was, Lamarcus Aldridge would stick around.
0: I yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I you know. I think it was me and Zach, Zach Salzman, who writes for us at Double Clutch. We both said that Portland were possible contenders before the All Star break. They had Matthews. Lillard was playing, I'd say, the level below All Star. I think that's fair to say. Um, but it, it just collapsed. Uh, the other guy Portland got in that trade, they got Pat Connaughton, who also played baseball. I mean, you know, is, do you think he'll become anything or? Uh, Pat
1: Connaughton, he, he's really good defensively but i don't know guys that you get thrown in on a trade don't tend to do much but because of the restrictions they're going to have in free agency they needed a guy and he was as good as guys any to get thrown into a trade
0: yeah i think so i think stotts obviously wants people who fit his system that was why i was surprised when they took jefferson cuz i didn't know the trade up and i was like well terry stotts runs an offense based on perimeter spacing um, starting out on the three-point line, and they've got a guy who can't shoot at all.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not a good combination.
0: No. So, at 24, um, Cleveland picked Tyus Jones, traded him straight away to Minnesota. I mean, we had a slight discussion about this before we started recording. I mean, what, what do you think he's going to bring to Minnesota?
1: Right. The one thing that Tyus Jones can do well is play the pick-and-roll. He was probably the best pick and roll point guard in this draft. However, he's not that good. I just I don't see all the hype based off of one game. He wasn't that good before the finals at the NCAA tournament, it, but he did have a good finals. But you shouldn't be a first round draft pick based on one game.
0: So, are you saying then that if he hadn't had, had yeah, you know, if he just had a, a normal game played? What do you think? Is, do, where do you think he would have gone in this? Story? I
1: think he would have returned to college. Oh, really? Yeah, I genuinely think the only reason he came out is because he was at his highest peak. He's not going to... Because Duke, Duke weren't going to contend next year. Yeah. He was at the highest peak of what he was going to do at college. He had the best game of his career. And wisely said, I'm going to enter the draft. He's like Shabazz Napier. Shabazz Napier is not a good point guard. Mm. And... He proved it with the heat last year. When he did get a chance to play, he wasn't very good. And I just don't see the point in going... I don't know why teams fall for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if he's a good pick-and-roll point guard, he's come to the wrong team. You know, we don't run a lot of pick-and-roll. And and so it's a lot of... I don't know what you'd call it, really. It's a system based on, you know, moving off of screens and stuff like that. We don't really have a big man who excels in the pick-and-roll. You You might do in towns. Yeah, we could do. I mean, Pekovic is immobile. He's a good player, but we don't use him right. It's. I mean, I I agree with what Zach Harper said on the Ion Basketball podcast. He said that, and you told me it earlier. That we've sort of it's sort of a sentimental trade. We've just gone. You know, he wants to play for the team. We'll we'll sell more seats because people are more excited about him than towns. Some people. I mean. Which is ludicrous. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But I mean.
1: I saw that on the starters they had a potential, you know, lineup for the Timberwolves and he was listed as the backup point guard. If you're Flip Saunders, you want to go out and get a veteran backup point guard.
0: That's the thing, he doesn't. Like, he came out, you know, I know he should, but we can debate about Saunders all day. He was, he just said, yeah, we're not going for anyone free agency, I'm happy with the team.
1: I just, I can't see how you're happy with Tyus Jones as a backup. The rest of your backups, fine with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like Gorgi Jeng. Although there's talk, he may start and Pekovic will get traded. Um, That's not a bad idea. No, and Pekovic is a very good player. Like, I'm, I'm not having it that he's bad. Like, he's not a very. Pek
1: would work wonders in New Orleans, for example.
0: Yeah, Alvin Gentry would love to have a guy like him. And he'd get protected by Davis as well. But, I mean, you know, I, I do kind of agree with you. But the pick I hated most... And, probably the whole draft. At 25, the Memphis Grizzlies selected Jarell Martin. They needed floor spacing. They were one of the worst perimeter teams last year. Their grit and grind basketball, I admire it. It doesn't work. It's not going to win them anything.
1: Which is not the first time you've said that.
0: No, I mean... It, it gets you regular season wins, but you need floor spacing.
1: The biggest issue I had with it was R.J. Hunter was still available.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. They should have gone Hunter. I just I
1: mean, don't, I, you, I don't know how you pass up on Hunter when you won in the playoffs when Courtney Lee was shooting well from three. Yeah. He can't do it all the time. He proves he's too inconsistent. Jeff Green, whilst he can score, is too inconsistent. R.J. Hunter is a flat-out scorer.
0: Yeah, that's what they needed. I mean, you know. And then I I hated this pick. I I like the Grizzlies. I I like their sort of working class mentality. That you know, you come into our stadium, you're going to work for every point you get. But I just think if they stick by grit and grind forever, they're not going to win anything. It'd be sad because they've got some really good players. I'm
1: just i just the one thing that they the one guy they currently have on their roster who's young. As a front court player, is John L. Stokes, who plays the exact same position and plays it better?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just a wasted pick. I mean, RJ Hunter in and in there's not much after that because. I know
1: that they traded John Lauer, didn't they?
0: Yes, yeah, f- yes, they did. But. Um,
1: it's not exactly. I mean, he wasn't exactly a great contributor.
0: No, I mean, I think he'll be an okay role player, but I mean.
1: It was just a weird pick. I, I really didn't like it, and I don't know any Memphis. I've chatted to a few Memphis fans, and none of them are pretty. None of them are happy with it either.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just have to go on Twitter or Facebook, you know, and click on where the pick was made. People are like, well, we don't get this. RJ Hunter was available. Sedi Olsman from um from Turkey was available. He's a good shooter. Um, number twenty six. I mean, we can't really go into too much depth because. I've never
1: seen this guy play. However, it's the Spurs. He's going to come over in three years and be an All-Star.
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's what the Spurs do. They know yeah. talent
0: better than anyone. I know. And whenever they pick you know, a European guy, people are like, well, what are you doing? I'm just, all I'm saying is you don't even have to say Parker because he's a star. Not every European's a star. You've got Boris Diaw. He's a solid role player. You've got Thiago Splitter. I know he's not European. Man,
1: yeah, Manu. He's South American as well. He's pretty good. Patty Mills is Australian.
0: yeah and um, they got Baines. I think he's yeah, Aaron Baines on. and is Matt it? Bonner. Like Aaron Baines isn't a star, but they, you don't, you're not going to get a star at 26. You're going to get role players, and that's what they, that's what they build. I mean, there's not much more we can really say on this pick, but I think he'll be sort of like a Thiago splitter kind of guy.
1: Oh, I can, agree, I agree with that. From everything that they said about him. He seems like a guy who's going to come in and contribute off the bench, and probably be close to a double-double type guy.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Twenty-seven, the LA Lakers. This was a bit that surprised me. I, I don't hate it, but they went for Larry Nance Jr. out of Wyoming.
1: He so, went far too high.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think a couple of the draft mock drafts, I agreed with. I think I had him down at about forty, forty-five. I and mean, I think he's a decent player, but. You know what? Do you make of this one?
1: He doesn't do anything particularly well. I he can't read. He's got one of the ugliest shooting forms I've ever seen.
0: He can dunk. But I mean, that's about it.
1: Yeah, well, not, as good that, as,
0: but not as good as his dad was.
1: Also, he has very little resemblance to his dad. If you've seen pictures of him.
0: Oh yeah, I know.
1: But well, I don't know. I just didn't get it. And. Did you see that he had a tweet a while ago about oh, Kobe, like yeah. four years ago? The first thing he did was apologise.
0: Yeah, Kobe said it's water under the bridge, like, you know, I think Nance Jr. at the time would have been about, I think it was about 18, so I mean.
1: It's great for him. He gets to play in LA with Kobe and possibly D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle. Yeah, so.
0: He'll probably get 5 10 minutes, and he's better than people like Robert Sackray. He's
1: getting a guaranteed contract that he doesn't really, you know, he's not saying it's, he doesn't deserve it, but he shouldn't have been a top 30 player.
0: No, I, I agree with that completely. Um, 28, we've talked about him a tiny bit, but obviously, we'll go to depth. RJ Hunter, probably one of the biggest sliders in the draft. Should have of- gone at 16. I fully agree with you. and I think he even could have gone at, um, at 23 to Portland or something like that. Or what, well, Memphis should have taken him as well.
1: Uh, yeah, Memphis would have been the perfect team. But I don't know, for Boston, at least they now have a scorer at guard.
0: Yeah, they've got a lot of sort of, I don't know. Like If I look at guard, I think scorer or defender, they've got a lot of sort of, you don't really know what they are. So well, I believe guards.
1: Avery Bradley was their leading scorer. Yeah, I mean, and he's not known as a shooter.
0: He can defend. I think Isaiah Thomas was it when he came in. But Yeah, but that's but,
1: all they had. But now they can play Thomas and Hunter together.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like Isaiah Thomas. I think that's a nice backcourt. I mean, I just don't understand how a, a guy who can score and shoot well goes at 28. It's it's just mad.
1: Especially when there's teams above you, above the Celtics who are in desperate need of a
0: scorer. Yeah, I mean... It's a weird one, but Boston won't care. I mean, Danny Ainge, he's a lucky lucky guy because if they... I think Celtics fans are tolerating the draft because they got Hunter, but if they'd got Terry Rozier and they'd ended up with a guy like, I don't know, uh, Kevon Looney or Jordan Mickey.
1: Well, Jordan Mickey was a really good pick.
0: Yeah, Jordan Mickey was a good pick.
1: And they got another Marcus Thornton. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I was still, when I was reading it, when I was watching, I was like, he's already in the league. <laughs> Everyone's like, there's two Marcus
1: Fontans." That's just confusing. But, I, I don't know, I, to be fair, Boston had a good draft, if you ignore the fact that Terry Rozier went at 16.
0: Yeah. yeah it was that's the
1: annoying part.
0: I was picking out winners and losers of the draft for an article that's probably going to go up tomorrow, and... I looked at Boston, I thought, Rosier, they're losers. But then I looked down, they've got R.J. Hunter, um, Jordan Mickey. I don't know a lot about and I'm not, not going to lie, but I know a bit about the other two. I mean, they didn't have a terrible draft at all, but I do think they got lucky, because I don't think he would have expected R.J. Hunter to go oh, up it's Oh, gar-
1: well, that's the thing. At 16, you have no idea if R.J. Hunter is still going to be around. Nah. If you like Hunter, go get Hunter. Yep. And Rozier is a terrific defender. I'm not arguing that. I I do think he's the best defensive point guard in this draft. However, your desperate need is scoring and a rim protector. Why not try and get a rim protector at 16 and hope Hunter is still around?
0: Oh, I I fully agree with that. I mean, guess it was an okay draft for Boston. It Um... frees them
1: up for trades, though, which if they do manage to go and trade for a big they are going to look back and say, look, we managed to do this trade because we drafted these players. So it allowed us to move pieces such as Marcus Smart, mm. which isn't a bad thing.
0: No, I mean, I, I, I think Avery Bradley might move. It's going to be weird seeing him somewhere other than Boston. feels like he's been there for years, but, um, that's, we talked about Chris McCulloch earlier. We both like that pick, but at 30, this is a pick I like. And I, I was quite happy for Kevon Looney because I
1: love this for Looney.
0: I do as well because I, you know, he did slide, and some said he was overrated, and there were a couple of concerns coming into it. But I'm glad he's got guaranteed contracts, and I think it's a good pit for them. They're going to lose. He slid a fair
1: bit because I'm a UCLA fan, so I watched basically all of their games this year. He started off the season ridiculously well, so much so that people had him as a top ten pick. Yeah, I and saw then injury. Yeah, injuries kicked in, and he just fell landslide.
0: Yeah, I saw a couple of drafts where he was going to Phoenix. I saw one where he was going to Milwaukee. I mean, and you know, I kept seeing it, and I was just like, "How is he still there?" But you know, you read into it, and but it's a perfect pit for the Warriors again. I think they were another team who got lucky. I mean, they would have got someone else good who fit their system, but oh. I. It's just a nice pick. They're going to lose David Lee, and I think he's still the highest-paid player on the Warriors.
1: Yeah, which is not good.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, someone will take him. He's a good player, but this is perfect for them. They've got a young guy who's going to be hungry for his chance. He's going to be grateful for just getting pits in the first round, and, you know, they might get Well, the sucks. beauty of it
1: is they're going to have time to let him grow because most spates they picked up his option today. Yeah, they got Festus azili who is really good yeah, yeah I like
0: Aziz good defender
1: they've got Kuzmich who doesn't really do much but like James Michael McAdoo they purposely kept on their roster because they re- they rated him pretty highly
0: they've still got um, Drew Holiday's younger brother haven't they
1: uh, well. Justin Holiday, yeah
0: yeah I mean they've got I mean they. I think I, I'm not sure Looney will get many minutes next year no I'm, he won't I, he might not get any at the start
1: he is um, ridiculously honest he did an interview and um cuz he shot like 30 something percent from three and uh, whoever interviewed him said you know do you think you're going to get that good or you know around 31% i think it was from three and he said no he said straight away he said my three point shot is going to take some damage in the nba he said but he should be able to rebound better which i, I think he probably will he's like a pogo stick
0: yeah It's a a nice pick. I mean, the second round, we're not going to go for every pick. I mean, just pick out a couple you like. The one I liked was someone who I had as a guy to watch in the draft. At at 51, the Orlando Magic took Tyler Harvey. Now, this guy, he is a flat-out scorer. I mean, if you describe him, he is a scorer. He can drive. He takes some bad shots. But, I mean, the Magic, they need a scorer off the bench. I don't know if he'll get that bigger role under um, Scott Skiles. I mean, y- you know, what second round picks did you like and you know did you think Tyler Harvey was a nice pick?
1: I did like Harvey as a pick. The- a couple things in the second round excuse me, but the- my favorite was Jordan Mickey. Yeah. I think that was a- I just think that was a fantastic value pick for them because it was one of the worst kept secrets was that Boston loved Mickey. And the fact that they able, they were able to get him and he can come into a pretty weak rotation, I think it was terrific value for them. He's going to be really good.
0: I agree. I mean, coming into it, I think most people knew he was going second round.
1: Oh yeah, but, but it was just the fact that Boston rated him so highly, and it was almost it was equivalent to the Bengals a few years ago when they got AJ Green, and everybody knew they were getting Andy Dalton, and they got him. Mm. And it's, it's similar, but uh, yeah, there's so many weird picks in this draft too, and so many players who didn't get drafted, like Robert Upshaw.
0: Yeah, and um, Christian Wood as well. He's just signed with the um, Rockets, I think, like, on a permanent deal, not a summer league deal. But I mean, yeah, uh, another one that's in the second round is at 58. Um, I'm higher on him than most people, J.P. Takoto. He's American, of Cameroonian background. This guy, he's just a defender. Like, He's not a very good shooter. I'm not even sure his shot can be recovered. But at 58 for a team like Fillion, I'm not sure that's a terrible value pick.
1: No, see, that is a very good pick. And I liked, um, I'm going to probably get his surname wrong, but Hernan Gomez, is it?
0: Yeah. No, yeah, I had him as a guy to watch. Um, that I've was watched, a good pick. I've actually watched a bit of him, Hernan Gomez, because the games, I've streamed a couple of games... I f- they're on Eurosport sometimes, the highlights, and he's he's a, he reminds me of Thiago Splitter. Like, he's really intelligent, he sets good screens, um, he makes good cuts to the basket. Um, yeah, that's a nice pick for Philly, I mean, if they didn't already have about eight centres, but yeah, I mean...
1: There's one pick that is getting a lot of love, and I understand why it's getting a lot of love, but That Satnam Singh going to the Mavericks. Right. I get that he's the first player of Indian descent to be drafted, but if you look at him and you compare him to the other centres who were drafted, he just looks like a tub of lard.
0: Yeah. Whereas they
1: look like basketball players.
0: Yeah. I mean, the other Indian guy had a similar build. His name has just escaped me, but the one who went to the Kings. Was it Simbula. Yeah, that's Simbula. Yeah, similar build to him. I mean, I think that pick, as you said, is getting a lot of love for. I'm not saying the wrong reasons, but it kind of is. It's just, you know, he's the first Indian guy.
1: Yeah, that's that's all it is. It's they're they're the first Indian guys in the NBA. But Simbula, he became a sideshow in Sacramento. They were purposely trying to get him the ball so he'd get a basket, but yeah, they're just not up to scratch. No.
0: I, I couldn't agree any more with you. I mean, you look at a uh, couple of the centres um, that went before him. Takari Johnson and, I'm going to slaughter his name, Arturus Gudiatis out of Lithuania. That, that was pretty good. They look like basketball players. I mean, they're big, physical. Look at Bamara. He just, he just doesn't look like a basketball player.
1: He reminds me of the guy who, um, I can't remember his name now, he was drafted last year, I think he was. He's like seven foot three, something like that. And um, it wasn't Lucas Najera. He had a really odd name. He had, like, three names. But he was just really tall. That was it.
0: Yeah. And um, you can be
1: really tall. doesn't mean you're good. I mean, Hashim Fabiq was tall. He was terrible.
0: Yeah, he was. He went second as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God, what an awful pick.
0: That is disastrous. I am mean, talking about... But go back to this, Strat, I'm not sure... I'm, I'm not looking at any pick and going, that is atrocious. Like... I think most teams did okay.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I can't see many teams going. Oh, we, you know, we settled. Yeah. Cleveland's getting Raheem Christmas was pretty good value.
0: Yeah, Cleveland did, actually did all right considering, you know, when they traded their twenty-fourth bit, people were like, oh,
1: "Well, they needed do? to avoid the um, cap room being used, didn't they? They couldn't yeah. waste money."
0: Well, some people don't think about that, though. They just thought, oh, you know, there's Tyus Jones there. He could back up Kyrie, but that's not actually a very good idea.
1: No, they got Deleva You don't need anyone else, apparently.
0: <laughs> so, we've spoken a bit about some power forward today. We're going to move on to free agency. And the big one is a guy I think is meeting with eight teams, LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, I'm, I'm quite sad to see him leaving Portland, but we discussed earlier why that is, um, or why we think that is. Where do you see him ending up?
1: I hate to say it. We discussed it briefly on the last podcast, but I think he's going to go to LA purely because he wants money at this stage. I oh. think the best thing for him would be to take a one and one contract so he has the option again next year, opt out and get paid even more.
0: Yeah, or go somewhere is actually where they're actually good.
1: But I don't know. I think he's going to just take the money, play in LA. He's, the, the issue they're going to have in LA is... They don't have any centres. And if they give all their money to LaMarcus Aldridge, their spacing's not going to be very good.
0: No, and and I don't think they'll be able to afford Ed Davis either, who was a pretty good player last year.
1: Yeah, and I know today they declined
0: Jordan Hill's option. Yeah, I mean... Which, you know, doesn't surprise anybody. No, it doesn't surprise me. But, I mean, Aldridge... It's, for me, it's Lakers or it's one of the two Texas teams. It's going to be Dallas or the Spurs, with the latter more likely, in my opinion.
1: I just... The Spurs make the most sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure he's a Carlisle kind of guy. But
1: well, it's... all they've got to do is get Portland to agree to sign and trade Santiago Splitter the other way. Yeah. And yeah, Splitter is... helps Portland's front court massively.
0: Yeah, I imagine they'd. Would they, do you think they'd start Splitter or bring him off the bench?
1: I'd start him. My is Leonard's not that great at the moment.
0: No, but they have got Plumlee. But, I mean, maybe they'll bring
1: Plumlee. Plumlee can there. play as a four, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. His, but Is his mid-range game up to scratch? Would you say Probably
1: not. But, I don't know. Splitter has come off the bench for uh, San Antonio for a while, though. So, yeah. it could be a defensive come in, play, play 22, 25 minutes and be a pretty good contributor.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Aldridge will try and screw Portland. Oh no, I doubt that. You know, I think if sign and trade helps them, I think he will take that into account. Um, For me, it's it's going to be quite sad to see them leave Portland. I think they had real potential and they are, they are, for me, the most unlucky franchise in the league. I mean, <laughs> you know, Brandon Roy, he was actually good. He was like, really good. And Greg Oden, like people, uh, the talk now, you just know f- f- till the, for the next period is going to be, they chose Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. Which
1: really annoys me, because yeah. when Greg <laughs> Oden came out, he was the best centre prospect for a long he time. He was
0: brilliant. He probably would have, well, Durant's pretty good, but I mean, he would have been very good, Greg Oden. It was just injuries. I mean, they are unlucky. Um, they had some brilliant teams in the 80s and 90s when Rick Adelman was there. They had Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter. And yeah, they lost in the finals because they came up against Michael Jordan. I mean,
1: quite a few many... people did.
0: Yes, I mean, so did, some... so did a guy called uh, John Stockton as well. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's a mess there and it could be a similar situation for the Clippers because DeAndre Jordan, he's meeting, I think with six teams, they're all pretty normal teams, but then the Bucks are just randomly thrown in there, which I think is a bit odd. But
1: That would be a really bad
0: fit. Yeah, because this is the thing with Jordan. I know me and you have disagreed. I'll admit I was wrong. I think he is a max contract player, DeAndre Jordan, now. But he needs a pick-and-roll point guard because he is a terrible shooter. And he's, I'm not even sure he's got any post moves. He needs a pick-and-roll guy.
1: He's got one move, dribble once and dunk.
0: Yeah, and it's an effective move. I mean, he shot 71% from the field this year, which is obscene. But I don't think he's going to ever shoot that if he leaves the Clippers. I, I I think there's a chance he will leave, but I I just think it, he's got to think. You know, uh, Zach Harper of of CBS said that Jordan liked it when Griffin was injured because he was putting up insane numbers. Like I think there was one game he put up like he
1: wants to be the guy in a front court. I
0: know, but. And I don't
1: think he's, he's clearly not good enough offensively to to the load.
0: That's the thing, he's not like Cousins or Gasol, who are both good defenders, but they're actually very versatile offensively. He has got no offensive game, and he can't get to the line either, because he's shot 39%.
1: It it makes me laugh, apparently Melo has already made a phone call to both LaMarcus Aldridge and DeAndre Jordan.
0: Yeah, I mean... That'd be a
1: weird frontcourt.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, that wouldn't work. I mean, that's simple. Melo and Stoudemire didn't work. Neither did. Well, Melo and Chandler worked, but. That's I true. just. But Chandler's probably slightly better offensively than Jordan. Because if DeAndre briefings.
1: leaves LA, LA are screwed. They don't even have the yeah. mid level exception to offer.
0: No, they have. The I think it's called the lower mid-level exception. I mean, that's
1: who you're going to get. You could probably get Hashim for beat for that.
0: <laughs> Let's
1: be yeah. honest. You've got you've not got many options.
0: They, I think they'll get Paul Pierce. I think they'll get him on. I think it's very yeah.
1: It's laughable that Boston fans think they're going to get Paul Pierce and Kevin Love.
0: It's laughable that Boston fans think him coming back is even a good thing.
1: I know, he he was good in the playoffs last year, but he, was all, he wasn't he was very good during the season.
0: It's it's, like, it's all sentimental. It would be like us bringing back Stefan Marbury. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> that
1: would be interesting,
0: though. Or you bring back Dikembe Matumbo? Oh, God. It's not going to happen. But, I mean, Jordan, I agree with you. They are screwed, because who who do they play at centre? Have they got a backup Ekpa Udo. So? Oh, my God. They have yeah. Ekpa
1: Udo and... I'm trying to think what else. They have somebody else. I can't remember who it is. He's not very good, though. i oh, Spencer just... Halls, but they traded him. So, yeah, they've got Ekpa Udo, and that's it.
0: Oh, oh they got Big Baby Davis as well. But, I mean, do you want to start him? No. No, not really. I mean, you know, if they want to move one of their guards, they've got Sam Cassell on the bench.
1: Well, they can trade Jamal Crawford, who they're apparently trading, and Denver are the favourites to get him.
0: Yay! Cool. Who are they going to get off you, though? I don't know. Unless you they have... offer a couple
1: pieces and a pick, they might be able to get J.J. Hickson.
0: Yeah, I like J.J. Hickson. He'd be a good fit. That That's might cool. work. But... but the thing is, then, they lose all... Because Hickson's not a very good defender. No. Great off, great offensive. Big. But it's... I My heart is telling me he's going to stay at uh, the Clippers. But... but if
1: he... He loved it when Blake was injured. He hates Chris Paul. Why would you stay? Apart from the fact that you're playing with two of the top ten players in the NBA?
0: I think, I think the second best fit is the Dallas Mavericks if they get a proper guard. Someone like Ty Lawson, but I don't, they'd probably have to send you Chandler Parsons.
1: Which I would not say no to.
0: Yeah, but then again, would they give up Chandler? Chandler Parsons is a good
1: player. Likelihood is we'd have to give up either Wilson Chandler or Gallo
0: as well. Yeah, I think that's...
1: I would not want to see Gallo guy. I love that player. He's my favourite in the NBA.
0: I like Gallinari. He's a good player. And I, I think he would suit Carlyle's system. I think Chandler is more likely. I don't. I think Carlyle would be pushing his...
1: Chandler lucky. and Ty, What would it be? Chandler and Ty for Parsons in a yeah. future pick? Or just for Parsons?
0: I think they'd have to throw in a future pick.
1: I wouldn't say no to it, to be fair.
0: No, that would be a good trait, but the point for me is Jordan needs a pick-and-roll point guard. He's, it's like Andre Drummond, it's like Dwight Howard. They need to be playing in pick-and-roll. None of that post-up crap. Because it's not going to work.
1: Well, The difference between them is um, Howard and Drummond have a few more moves offensively.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Drummond None of them can
1: shoot free throws, though, so they all have that in common.
0: No. But, I mean, they all suit Pick and roll game. Stan Van Gundy's recognized that. I think Dot Rivers has recognized that. Not, I'm not sure Kevin McHale has because they should be playing more pick and roll with Howard, in my opinion. But so you f- do you think he's going to leave? Then is that? I think
1: he'd be smart to stay for one more year and try try leaving next year. I d- I don't think it's a long term solution unless. Chris Paul is moved, which if you're LA, why would you move Chris Paul?
0: Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I mean, Dot Rivers loves him. He Well
1: he's the best sports. point guard in the NBA.
0: I I yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that.
1: So I, mean, I, I He's you, the best all round
0: point guard. Yeah, he is.
1: Steph is the best scorer,
0: but yeah, you need more probably than scorers scorer as well. And Westbrook's a good defender, but he's not a good distributor.
1: But I don't know DeAndre Jordan. He can try all he wants, but you'd be pretty stupid to yeah build I... your team around DeAndre Jordan.
0: Yeah, you would. I mean, he's a good player, but he's not as versatile as someone like Andre Drummond, who you could build a team around. Um. Um. We had a woge bomb about an hour ago. Said that the Lakers are pursuing space to offer deals to both Lamarcus Soldier and DeAndre Jordan. I mean. Like we just said
1: with the Knicks, it'd just be weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, where does Kobe come into that? Because they're never going to move him. It's just never going to happen.
1: The the thing that they've got is (laughs) there's a very high chance Kobe gets injured this year. And I I don't think he's going to be back next year.
0: No, I think this is his last year. So at least they've got
1: pieces for once Kobe has gone. But I don't know, it'd just be weird. I can't see Lamarcus Aldridge and DeAndre playing together.
0: No, I mean, where does your spacing come? Because I don't know who they'd even have at small forward. Because Wesley Johnson's Swaggy terrible. Pig. I mean, he's he's a bit like a lot of guys we talked about today, like Jamal Crawford. He can, yeah, he can score, but it's, it's a lot of bad shots to do it. And they've got a coach who's not very inventive on the offensive end. They in could play Scott. Kobe
1: at the three, and then play Clarkson at one and Russell at two.
0: They could but then again, you know, would you trust Kobe to space the floor? And would he want to be a guy who just stands in the corner? He probably still want the ball.
1: He'd get killed against LeBron James.
0: Yeah, that'd be funny to watch. That so, would.
1: I'd. I'd love to watch that just to see Kobe get humiliated.
0: Yeah, because LeBron is better. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Laker fans, but it's that to is be fair. The, truth.
1: the play, greatest player of Kobe's generation is a guy who plays in San Antonio.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, there's just one... There's another thing I want to talk about. You. It's about Cleveland. I saw a couple of reports say that Tristan Thompson is going to get close to a max deal. That is just madness.
1: He's not... It really annoys me how much he got got rated in the playoffs. He can rebound.
0: That's it. He can rebound. And he's got raw post moves, but I don't think he's ever going to... Gonna, it you know,
1: it uh, baffles me that so many people were like, uh, uh, adamant that Tristan Thompson, you know, because Jimmy Butler he banked on himself and it worked and Thompson did the same. Thompson turned down a contract that he should have taken. Nobody's going to offer him close to that contract. He's
0: it, If Toronto offering that I'm not watching any of their games next year because it's just he's just not good I'm sorry.
1: He's but not.
0: He's, he's okay. Like, I'm not saying he's bad. He's in the NBA. He's better than I am, but he's a good rebounder and he can finish okay around the rim. How? When has since? When has that become worthy of a max contract?
1: It's he's not even like. I mean, people will say, "Well, DeAndre Jordan, similar difference is DeAndre Jordan, elite defender."
0: Yeah, DeAndre Jordan's the best defensive center in the NBA.
1: Tristan Thompson, when it was him having to play as the lone big, he rebounded. That was it.
0: It was atrocious to watch.
1: I, I um, cannot see why anybody would give him a big contract.
0: I wouldn't sign him, period. I mean, you know, I wouldn't take him at Minnesota. I, I, I just find it laughable that
1: people genuinely were like, oh, well, the two guys who improved their stock the most were Jimmy Butler and Tristan Thompson. Jimmy Butler was, probably should have been on, you know, one of the all-NBA teams. He was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, he was very good in the playoffs.
1: Whereas Tristan Thompson, he went from an average player to a slightly above average player.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that pretty much wraps it up for me on Tristan Thompson. Um, another guy who, this is a guy who I think is worthy of close to a match contract, Tobias Harris. He's once out of Orlando. He absolutely hates Scott Skiles from their time at Milwaukee together. Do you think, They've he's, given
1: him an offer sheet today, Yeah, which he's means not, he I, enters restricted free agency. If they match the, match anything he gets, they are mean.
0: I feel sorry for him if they do. I don't think they will, though. I, Scott Skiles, he's, he's not a Skiles guy. Aaron Gordon is a Scott Skiles guy.
1: Well, Tobias, that's the thing. The difference is Tobias is really good offensively.
0: Oh, he's brilliant. And that, that is why I think he's going to be. I don't know if he'll go there, but he'll be targeted by two teams for me. He'll be targeted by the Knicks. He's a um, he's a New York boy. lived on Long Island. Um, he'll be targeted by the Pistons as well. Stan Van Gundy will love him because he can stretch the floor and he can actually drive and him. him and Drummond working in tandem that is perfection.
1: That does sound pretty good. To be fair, and then you've got Stanley Johnson to add
0: in. Yeah, I mean they might move Caldwell Pope around a bit as well. Maybe he could even be traded, Caldwell Pope.
1: I'd so, imagine if you're Orlando, you'd rather he signed an offer sheet from a Western Conference team because he, when he plays Orlando again, if he stays in the Eastern Conference, he is going to kill them.
0: Yeah, and also he's going to make, is it wider than Mark to say Orlando could sneak into the playoffs next year?
1: I think they could if the players they have who have, yeah. s- because they've, uh, they've got a bunch of players with lots of potential.
0: I, I agree with that, but you put Tobias Harris in Detroit. For me, they're a playoff team.
1: Detroit ran out of time. They should have been a playoff team this year. They're better than Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, but they started terribly. I think they lost their first twelve games. And then yeah, Stab and Gundy th- traded Josh Smith, and they I just mean, didn't, they didn't recover.
1: I I really do think Detroit will be a
0: seventh or eighth seed this year. I do. They've got a great coach. They've got. They've got a good starting five. You look at it now, it's Reggie Jackson. They should move Brandon Jennings, so I'm gonna say Caldwell Pope. Then you've got Stanley Johnson, Ursin Iliasova, and Andrew Drummond. That's a good five. And they've got some good bench players. They got productive players they've like Jody Meeks. Yeah, they got Tolliver who fits the system. He's not great, but he knocks down shots for them. Um you know, this I like what's going on in Detroit. At the moment, but I mean, is there any chance you think he will go to the Knicks?
1: No, because they have Mello. I just can't yeah. see him and Mello working together.
0: Yeah, I think they're similar in the sense that they both like to score a lot. And I, I, Melo's Mello's just selfish. I don't think he'd give. He's up. a
1: much better defender than Mello, and that doesn't—I mean, that doesn't really say much. But he's no. a better defender than Mello.
0: Yeah, he—he he is. And a guy that I do think the Knicks are going to come close to getting is Danny Green. I think he's. I don't think it's going to be a case of the Spurs pushing him out, but I. I think he's going to get close. to Well, Matt.
1: there was an argument on Twitter today. I can't remember who it was between, and they were just, They were arguing over whether he's worth eight figures. Eight figures. Which would that be like ten what million?
0: Per, what per year? Yeah. I'd say he's worth just short of that.
1: Uh, yeah, same. I'd put I'd, him in the 8 to $9 million range. I'd give, him,
0: I'd give him a four-year $36 million deal, I think.
1: I just... He might be a product, a product of the Spurs system. However, he has proven he's good enough. You take that risk.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he is a fantastic defender. He's not a good playmaker.
1: He's the epitome of 3 and
0: D. Yeah, he is. I mean, him and Damari Carroll are the two. In the league. DeMar Carroll's also a free agent, but looks like he's going to re sign. That's not Um, a shock. (laughs) No, it's not. He fits him perfectly. Last free agent uh, we'll talk about. It's another one, most of them predictable. You know, Kawhi Leonard is not going anywhere. You know, people like that. Kevin Love is not going anywhere. Dwayne Wade is not going anywhere either, before anyone tells me otherwise. Uh, the last no, trip.
1: The the market for Dwayne Wade has been described as n- robust,
0: non-existent. Surely,
1: yeah. I just—he's thirty-three years old. He's constantly injured, and he thinks he deserves twenty million a year. Come <laughs> on, now—that's ridiculous.
0: I know. Um, but Paul Millsap, for me, one of the most underrated players I've seen since I've really been following basketball. Great stretch for, good playmaker, unselfish good rebounder, decent defender. Uh, he's been linked with Toronto. That's a good fit. He'd work well with Vilanca Um, Do you think he'll leave Atlanta? D-
1: Apparently, the only team he'd leave Atlanta for is Utah, but only if they guaranteed him a starting spot, which means they'd have to move Derek Favors.
0: Well, if they don't do that, they're mad, because he's way better than Derek Favors. Yeah, but
1: the problem is that Utah love Derek Favors.
0: I can see why they'd love people like Gordon Hayward and Rudy Gobert, but I don't see why they love um, Derek Favors.
1: But the thing is, Millsap can speed up their growth yeah. because they have got a bunch of really young guys. I loved their draft last year. I liked Trey Lyles this year. Yeah, and I don't know Millsap puts them over the top because he. The beauty of getting Millsap on that team is. Atlanta, yes, they were good offensively, but they had nothing in their front court defensively.
0: Yeah. And a monster. Defender. Yeah, Gobert can protect him in a way. I mean, Gobert could become the best defensive centre in the league. I don't think that's than the mark.
1: I think he's already won the top five if you watch how much he's grown and how good he yeah. was.
0: Yeah, he's, I mean, he's an incredible player. But I watched quite a bit of Utah last year towards the end. I don't think they're far away for a playoff team. It they're really, right. they're really good defensively. Their playbook is nice and modern. It's about creating the best shots for all their players. They space, they try to space the floor. They don't really have the people to do it. They got a good bench. They got people like Dante Exum could be a bench player, but they've got Trevor Booker. They've got Rodney Hood who I really like. They've got a nice bench and they've got a good coach as well. He knows what he's doing. He and they good have his brother, Elijah. Yeah, that's a big traitor. He actually was quite productive for them as well, like rather than just sort of being that, that uh, guy in the locker room. But, you know, do you, do you see him definitely leaving Atlanta?
1: Yes, if Utah do what they need to do. I think that's the only team. Toronto, I think Toronto fans are being really wishful. Yeah, I don't think are, that's happening at basketball. all because people, like people on this podcast earlier this year, when just before trade deadline, were thinking Toronto would be in contention for Al Horford, Oof. which you know that's not going to happen.
0: No, it's not. I mean,
1: I don't, I don't yeah. know. I think it'd be a terrific move for Utah. I do think that if Utah don't make moves and Derek Favors not gone, he's staying in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it's between those three teams. Toronto, Atlanta, Utah. But I mean, does he make Utah a playoff team? They weren't far off last year. They had the third best record after the All-Star break behind Cleveland and the Golden State. I say yeah. no purely Just because how stacked it is.
1: Yeah, and they've got a jump Oklahoma City. Yeah,
0: because if I mean, one
1: team drops out the playoffs it's going to be Portland. It's going to be Portland and possibly Dallas.
0: Possibly Memphis if Gasol doesn't stay.
1: Well, he's only got a meeting with Memphis. He's likely going to stay.
0: Mm, exactly. So I mean,
1: Well, I I Oklahoma City. They have two players better than Utah.
0: They have two of the top five players in the league. I, I don't think I'm wrong. Saying so. no,
1: I'm not arguing with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd say they've got the number two and the number five player in the league.
1: I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I'd put. I'd probably put Harden and Curry above Westbrook at five.
1: Yeah. Well, who do who would you have at three, and who would you have at four? So I'd have Harden at three.
0: Yeah, I'd have. I think Harden's better than Curry. Okay. I think, he should, I think he should have won MVP. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, the West is stacked. I know that as a Timberwolves fan. You know that as a Denver fan. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, we were both pretty bad last year. Oh, of.
1: we were horrendous.
0: We were. We were atrocious. Um, last thing, probably about five minutes. Is there any free agents that you think are gonna be valuable but are going under the radar at the moment?
1: One guy who is linked to a lot of teams is Greg Monroe. Hmm. If he gets in the right spot, he could be really, really good.
0: That's, that's a, yet another player who's been linked to the Knicks. I mean, he's a terrible The Knicks defender. are linked with
1: absolutely everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's I ridiculous. That is one of their more... Re- like, Aldridge, is, that's not happening. There is absolutely
1: no, no that, chance. No, that's no chance.
0: But I'm looking at Monroe. I think it's possible.
1: Well, um, the, the thing I want to happen is the Knicks get David West and Monroe goes to Indiana to replace West.
0: Yeah. Because he could know, be a
1: decent small ball five.
0: David West is a, he's still a good player. I'm surprised he left Indiana. I'm surprised
1: he doesn't want to go to a contender.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Really let's be honest, once,
1: New York are about four years away.
0: Well, probably more than that, to be honest. But, I mean, yeah, i, I he's been a good player. I mean, he, I think he's been an all-star once or twice as well. He should be going to a ten, contender now, but maybe none of them want him.
1: I got a question for you. Rate John Rondo, where does he go?
0: Good God, I mean, if I could answer that, I'd be writing for Yahoo.
1: Because I don't think anybody rates him anymore.
0: I, who, who, would? This is the thing. Rondo now, he needs to be on a team where they have, for me, at least two other scorers. So the only fits there, you've got Houston, but they can't afford him. And I don't think they'll take someone who can't shoot the three. Sacramento, I mean, I know that was a link. Him and George Carl is disastrous You're not you only wrong. Have, You only have to look at what happened with Rick Carlisle, and Rick Carlisle's a tough coach. Carl is tougher, like he is i i I don't know. I said you know I didn't before I realized how bad the Clippers finances were. I thought he'd be back up there. He'd go and link back up with Dot Rivers. That won't happen now, but i- I, do,
1: think, I just don't see a market for him unless he takes a stupidly low contract.
0: I mean, would the Knicks take him? I think they would have if they didn't get J'Rion Grant. Yeah, I mean, and it's not like Rondo can play the two. And I wouldn't probably wouldn't play Grant at the two. Either I'd put him into that starting point guard role. And they've already got a good backup point guard. they got got on.
1: Langston was, Galloway had a decent rookie year too.
0: Yeah, Galloway was impressive. I mean, a lot of Knicks fans want him to start next year at the two. They want the backcourt to be Grant Galloway. So, I mean...
1: It's, I, it's it's one of the weirdest things. I don't think I've ever seen a player fall quite as quick. Because I didn't rate Rondo in Boston. I thought he was a product of having KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce in front of him.
0: That's the thing. He suited that team because that is three scorers. You've
1: got three Hall of
0: Famers. I think they've all... I, I know Garnett and Pierce have MVPs. I don't know if Allen has one. But that is three MVP candidates who were all on pretty bad teams. I mean, when Garnett won it, he was on a terrible Minnesota team. Like, I think that's why he suited that team. You saw the cracks starting last year. I mean, it's...
1: I, just, I genuinely cannot think of a team in the modern NBA that can use Rondo. Because he's not as good... Everybody's say like, oh, Rondo's a great defender. He's really not. He's good.
0: A bit, but, he's a but,
1: good yeah, defender, but... It like, does- People were talking as, about him as though he's the best defensive point guard.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not Tony Allen.
1: No, he's not Patrick Beverly.
0: No, he's just not any of these guys. And I mean, you know, I, I do kind of like him. I I like his game. I like pass first, but he, he is a terrible shooter. Like, Ricky Rubio just needs to work on his shot. Rondo cannot shoot. Like, it's that simple for me.
1: The thing is, Rondo's... He's gotten to a stage where he's so bad that he won't attack the basket because he knows he can't even hit a free throw. So he do, he freezes on the uh, yeah, on a drive. Always,
0: that's what happened with Dallas because cut a lot of their plays are pick and roll. But he didn't he didn't drive, so he just used to kind of stopped in mid range, and then the offense was stagnant and their offense slowed down when he got there when he was brought in to speed it up.
1: I suppose Orlando might work if he was to be a backup. Yeah, But, but I, I think mean, he'd want to start over Alfred Payton.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Payton's very similar. He can't shoot either.
1: But at least he's young enough that they can develop a shot.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, and he's
1: crazy athletic. He can attack the basket. Rondo can't do that.
0: A couple of free agent rumours. One is that the Hornets are targeting Marco Bellinelli. I mean, I I think that's a decent That's bit. a decent
1: and he'd be pretty cheap as well.
0: Yeah, because he was okay at the Spurs. I think he might have won a ring there last He did, year. yeah. I mean, he, he was, there was one playoff game. I think it was against the Clippers. He was absolutely brilliant.
1: I think he's a career 33% three-point shooter as
0: well. Yeah, I mean, that's because Charlotte were terrible from beyond last year.
1: So you get like, Nick Batum and Marco Bellinelli. That's two decent shooters.
0: Yeah, and that will help um, if they want to continue with our offense, which I don't think they should, but it will help because they'll have people who can actually space the floor. Um, another guy that the Knicks link with, Robin Lopez, just oh. come out, just come up on my Twitter feed. They're just they are linked with everyone.
1: They literally are. They're basically Manchester United. Yeah. any yeah. name is going to be thrown at them. I, I really like Rolo. I do as well. I think I prefer him to Brolo just because he's got defense to his game and he's got psycho bob hair. <laughs> but I, I, the Knicks, it's I'd love to know where these rumours come from because I'm sure there's somebody in the Knicks just like, yeah, this guy. They're just playing NBA 2K. And whoever they get on that, they're just going, we've got a chance at getting him. Spread the word.
0: For the Knicks fans listening, I don't know if Tom's... The three, I think, are realistic. Danny Green, Tobias Harris and Monroe. It's not me saying that, that I'm an ITK and they're going to happen, but I think those are realistic. I think just Aaron
1: Aflalo is realistic.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... It, yeah, it is, but is that anything to shout about? He was absolutely terrible for Portland.
1: No, it's not, but I, I yeah. don't think they're going to attract good players.
0: No, I mean, who wants. First of all, they're terrible. Two, no one wants to play with Melo. Three, they've not got a winning history. Not that I think that matters anyway.
1: They've got a bad coach.
0: They've got a bad coach. And they've got a brutal fan base. I mean, that, that does matter. People don't want to be booed every night. No. Poor, poor Zingis. that
1: really annoys me. He, yeah. I let's love talk him.
0: Let's talk about it. I felt... A couple of Knicks fans, because I used to live out there in New York, and a couple of them were saying to me, you know, they're booing the franchise. That's fine. I can I can understand that, because Phil Jackson's been spoon-feeding them, like, you know, we're going to be a challenger. Um, last year, they were expected to a playoff team. They were worse than the Timberwolves, which is saying something. <laughs> um. So I can understand angry. that is the wrong way to express it. Like, this Don't take it out on the kid. This guy's younger than me. I'm 20. He's 19. He's come over from Latvia. He speaks good English, actually. He, he's just been drafted by a pretty big franchise and you're just booing him. That's just terrible. And I know the bit that made you most angry that made me angry was when they chatted we want Winslow. It's like, do, have they just gone, yeah, he plays for a good college. So that's
1: that's basically it. all it is. They've seen, oh, Justice Winslow. He plays for a big college. He's highly rated as a defender. He must be great, but Paul is is a better player.
0: Yeah, he is. He's got a better upside.
1: <laughs> I just don't see how stupid Knicks fans can be. And I know no. we've got a couple that work for the site who are actually intelligent Knicks fans. But
0: yeah, it's, well they're they're all right with the pick. Yeah, it's it's I just the reaction the is, was awful. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't like that pick. I think we should have gone for Emmanuel Moody, Mario Hazonga, even Willy Coley Stein. But it's just when they go, he's bad. Like, that is Yeah, just... they know
1: nothing about him.
0: And yeah, they're like, oh, just... he's
1: really bad. Well, because he's European. Believe it or not, there's plenty of Europeans who aren't Andrea Bagnani. Danilo Gallinari's pretty good.
0: He's European. And Marc Gasol. Yeah, Marco
1: Bellinelli has won a ring.
0: Sony Parker's got four rings, I think.
1: Nick Batum's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not it annoys me that
1: people go they're either Bagnani or Dirk. There is right. an in between.
0: Luol Deng as well. He's from Europe. Yeah, he's British. I know he played over it, but he's British. Yeah,
1: so it's ridiculous that. Okay, yeah, there's Joel Freeland, who's really not very good.
0: He was drafted. I mean, he was drafted. I think. Well, where is he in the draft? I think he was up a second round. Like, you know, you're not going to get many stars there. Like, he's been, he's been okay for them.
1: But it's just ridiculous. puzzing is really good. He is as much upside as any player in this draft. He's got he's a ridiculously rare skill set.
0: He's modern as well. But like he's not some bruising big man. He's, he can stretch the floor. He's got a ridiculous wingspan.
1: The only issue we've got is he's skinny. Believe it or not, you can put on weight. Yeah. It's not hard. Somebody explained on a podcast, I think it was on eye on basketball actually that they said that in europe we don't focus on strength as a key thing they go through fundamentals in america yeah. the strength and conditioning is massive he's going to get into a coach with a coach he's going to be made to eat some in and out burger or something like that put on some weight and then they're gonna grow his body into a basketball body yeah i just You know, I really don't like Phil Jackson, but I really like what he did.
0: I thought, yeah, I thought, you know, I know there's always articles like who won the draft, you know, winners and new. They were winners for me.
1: Yeah, they were winners for me too. The two big winners were the Timberwolves and Knicks.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the Timberwolves is a more obvious one because we picked one of the best players in the draft, but like the Knicks have gone under the radar and a couple of other teams have gone under the radar I think the Pacers had a really good draft they
1: got Paul George's cousin
0: yeah I mean they had a fantastic draft the Knicks and it's just I don't know why, it's, well I do know why it's gone under the radar Um, but I mean you know prediction for rookie of the year before we sign off alright I hope it's Moudier actually yeah say say top four because
1: top four alright in no particular order Moudier Towns Justin Anderson and Ooh, campaign could be really good off the bench for Oklahoma
0: so you're not going with DeAndre Russell uh,
1: you know, last time I went with the Laker, I picked Julius Randall, and they got injured Yes, a good point. (laughs) So I'm avoiding that.
0: I like Russell. I like Okafor as well. But if you're going to go for less, I like Moody. I I think he's got a real chance. But a guy to actually look out for is Frank Kaminsky. When the pit was made, I was talking to Mark, who writes for us about it. And I was like, "Mm, that's not very good, but I think he could be a good fit there. He's probably going to start.
1: He's a good player. That's the he's thing. Better. If he was European, he'd be known as this, you know, mysterious European guy who's got so many upside. Yeah, I like it. I like the pick for Charlotte, and I think I makes think you're sense.
0: right. He's better than Spencer Horse. Like Spencer Horse has a good skill set, but he's better than him already.
1: Yeah, he's got one of the more consistent offensive games of anybody.
0: Yeah, he needs to work on a couple. But that's the thing with me. It's like. People think offense can't be taught. If someone can shoot, you can teach them to do stuff. He just and he's under. I th- I think the Hornets staff, Patrick Ewing, one of the best big men of all time. He will work with him on those post moves, and I'm sure he'll be stretching the floor because of the offense that the Hornets like to run. I mean, yeah, that's for me. He's a real contender for Rookie of the Year. And the, the last sleeper is Sam Decker. I think he could have a really big year for the Rockets.
1: Oh, yeah, he could be phenomenal, just hit and freeze.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's all he needs to do, because Harden does all the work with the ball. All he needs to do is stand in the corner, and he'll stand at the top.
1: Well, last year, Houston's second most used guy was Josh Smith. <sighs> and he he only played like half a season for them.
0: That's why I don't like Kevin McHale, because his offense is terrible.
1: I don't know how you can have James Harden and then a drop-off to Josh Smith.
0: It should, it should be. If it was Ariza, as you know, if it was Beverly, I'd be fine with it. But Josh Smith, I mean, he's a good defender.
1: We, there is a, Sam Decker could genuinely come in and have an actual chance of being the second most used guy on that roster.
0: I think he should be. I mean, I don't think Josh Smith should be. Kevin, the Houston Rockets' offense, when I know they won a lot of games, I know they were nearly in the NBA Finals, but their offense to me is just sort of like, it's it's just hit and hope. There's no structure to it.
1: Yeah, if they it's didn't like, have Harden, they get nowhere near that. <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, Harden, he's a fantastic... He's probably maybe the best scorer in the league, one of them anyway.
1: He's the best like, one-on-one player in the NBA.
0: Exactly. And there's no problem running your offense like that. But, like... They take so many bad shots. Like, I don't know. I think they take too many A3s. But Decker will help with that if they do want to continue that three-point bombing. He's going to help them.
1: Did you see the tweet his mom put on Twitter? No, I didn't. Uh, the day after the draft, he she had him in her lawn mowing the garden. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, she put... Um, NBA, from NBA to do in the garden. Thanks, Decker. <laughs> 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 you know that's a down-to-earth kid when the following day, the day after he gets drafted, he's mowing his mom's lawn.
0: I think is the same. That's what I loved about the Wisconsin team. I was really gutted when they didn't win it. It's just like they were likable guys. They weren't, the, you know, Duke and Kentucky always have the habit of producing these cocky, horrible guys. Well, yeah,
1: they, they, with Wisconsin, they're guys who stick around. They're not one-and-done guys. Yeah. I feel sorry for Bo Ryan, because he's going to retire at the end of this year. This was his best chance to win a title with a group of really good dudes. And, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately it didn't end well, but I'm glad Kaminsky and Decker went to really good situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy with that. So, any any last things you want to say before we sign off?
1: Uh, nuggets, please don't make... Quincy AC, our big free agent signing.
0: That'd be great. Yeah, mine is Flip Saunders. Please sort out your offense. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't want to see Towns and Wiggins shooting contested mid-range. But, but yeah, guys, we hope you enjoyed this. We'll, we're going to start putting out more podcasts because obviously I can host as well as Matt now. So it'll be it'll be interesting to get more podcasts out. Share your thoughts on the Twitter. Use NBA in the UK. Uh, we'll have rumours, features going out on the site. So thank you for uh, listening.
1: See ya.